Hello everybody, welcome to Search. This week we will talk about email marketing for e-commerce websites. Now, we Hello everybody, welcome to Search. This week we will talk about email marketing for e-commerce websites, primarily BigCommerce, Shopify, Magento, 3D Card and Miva. Now, Joe, with the iOS update, obviously, um it's kind of squeezing everybody. Um, we used to get really good CPAs. We used to get really good conversions. And majority of that has died out for e-commerce businesses because our targeting capabilities are affected. Now, this leaves us with uh, a couple of different sources of uh, traffic and conversions for e-commerce mm -hmm. sites. And we've been pushing email now for about 18 months because we see from our merchants um, and from the clients that we have, that e-commerce is a really, really viable option for getting conversions. Uh, what do you think the next stage is for email marketing when we think about platforms like Klaviyo and Bronto, which is an end of life now, and all these other marketing automation systems like uh, HubSpot, Marketo, and mm -hmm. a bunch of other ones out there, um, like MailChimp is actually adding a lot of functionality. What do you think the next stages in the e-commerce industry when you think about email marketing and why is it so important? Why can't business owners ignore this anymore? Absolutely. Um, so as you said, iOS 14 update really threw a wrench into everybody's advertising strategy. Um, what this means is that for e-commerce brands now more than ever, it's extremely important to try to collect as much first party data as possible. Uh, because like you said, I can't retarget certain individuals that land on my site if they opted out of tracking. So this is really now the opportunity for e-commerce brands to grow their own database. And that's when these email nurture funnels and flows come into place. So now rather than strictly running a, a Facebook campaign to try to generate conversions right off the bat, these e-commerce store owners now need to try to try to pivot their strategy to give an incentive to get that information, their email address, name, anything they can in return to then retarget them and nurture them through the email nurture flows. Got it. So, and that all, we've been talking about it for a while, we do it for Optimum 7, that all starts with a lead magnet, right? But if I'm selling, it, it, you know, for Optimum 7, lead magnets are pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. You know, I can do a lead magnet about a migration checklist. I can do it about an SEO checklist. I can do it about you know top big commerce functionalities, but what are some of the lead magnets that e-commerce businesses could do? For example, if I'm selling Christmas shirts, if mm -hmm. I'm selling you know RC hobby cars, like how can other than obviously providing discounts and saying you know anybody who's a first-time buyer gets 10% off kind of an ad, what can I do to actually acquire that first information or first email from the users to then put them in my flow? What do you think the best strategy there is? So here, what I, I want to do is I want to give them some kind of idea. Like, obviously, discounts yeah. are okay, but I want you to speak about, I, I want you to actually tell me. I want you to say, Duran, I think you're asking the wrong question. I think the right question is, why would anybody sign up for your fucking brand? Like, what do you bring to the table yeah. other than a product? Yeah. And then maybe talked about talk about mm -hmm. Dr. Squash and Dollar Shave Club, yeah. and pull it more towards branding. That's yeah. what I want yeah. you to do. Okay, yeah. go ahead. So, Donat, I think the right question would be: Why would anybody want to sign up for your newsletter, right? Or or give you their email? Just, I mean, right now at this moment in time, you're only providing a product. The product may be a necessity or it may be a commodity. 
right? But at the end of the day, what you need to focus more so is on the brand side. What additional value can you provide your potential customer? Um, at the end of the, look at, so look at some of these brands such as Dollar Shave Club, uh, Dr. Squash, all of these that have a very heavy content rich presence online, they provide entertainment in addition to a quality product. Um, so it could be in the form of video, it could be in the form of, of graphics, things that are shareable. At, at what you wanna do is try to get as creative as possible and not only do you want that first touch point to give you their email address, but you want that individual to then spread that content and drive additional friends of theirs to your site to then capture theirs. Yeah, and, and that makes sense because, now that's also concerning, right? Because from an agency standpoint, when we speak with clients, they want the one thing and one thing only, which is ROI, Yeah. right? So, you know, social media was kind of generic up until these ad platforms started showing up and however, in the past four or five years, we've been really spoiled we, because we could get conversions from social media, which we still can. Mm -hmm. But what you are saying now, and correct me if I'm wrong, is you're saying you know, small brands are kind of screwed advertising on social media or doing paid search on so, uh, paid social media because of the fact that they're not really high brands and they won't be able to grab those conversions really, really fast. Another thing that I'm hearing is really creating a niche audience that relates not only to your product, but to your brand. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. So you want to be able to appeal to your audience. Um, and again, yes, this is a, a much stronger brand centric approach, uh, which a lot of small brands, a lot of small e-commerce brands do not emphasize on and really haven't had to. Like you said, in the past, I could just publish a, a post showcasing a product and I will generate conversions. Now that's not the case. So what I need to do is I need to establish a brand presence online. Mm -hmm. And for smaller brands, they don't like to hear it. There isn't a direct way to track ROI on that mm -hmm. initially, mm -hmm. right? So it's all about having different KPIs to determine your performance, right? The engagement that you're seeing online, the email opt-ins that you're generating, those now need to be your core KPIs and not necessarily just conversions. Yep, yep, I got it. And, and from a branding standpoint, again, um, and we talked about this multiple times, which you know, Google did a study on this, if you wanna Google uh, the messy middle, um, consumers don't buy uh, with one platform or one channel anymore. They do their research and they go to different platforms and they familiarize themselves with specific brands and then they actually purchase, so there's a lot of um, research that goes into this phase. However, uh, while I understand everything that you say, we've had some conversations with clients and and some of them wanted to quit uh, advertising on Facebook and Instagram altogether because they were like, well, if we can't get conversions and ROI today, then why would we put tens of thousands of dollars into marketing? So what do you say to those people? I understand the concept of aggregate ROI mm -hmm. in the past six to 12 months for, I mean, it's almost like our audiences started from scratch. Not really, but really, yeah. you know? So with this email marketing thing, first thing that we're pitching is start acquiring the data on your website, secondary uh, calls to action, email opt-ins, whatever mm -hmm. it is you need to do. Have the pixels. I mean, you better have the TikTok, ad roll, Google, uh, Facebook, all these pixels on your website, 
so that you can start collecting that audience in different platforms, right? Um, but essentially, what the clients are saying is, I'm not going to do this because it's a waste of money if I can't get conversion today, tomorrow, next 30 days, next 60 days. What do you say to those guys? Well, it, it's the same thing, and it's the same conversation we have uh, about SEO sometimes, right? It's a long-term strategy. It's a marathon. Building a brand, establishing uh, authority within a specific niche for your brand, it does take time, mm -hmm. the same way it does to grow your organic traffic. So what we are proposing is while implementing an email nurture strategy, you are going to supplement that brand strategy, right? You're going to be able to generate conversions immediately utilizing the email nurture flow while you're now investing into your long-term brand strategy. So uh, it, it all great things take time, right? And yeah. it, it's definitely a, a different approach that these business owners need to understand. It just has to be taken now. So, um, you know, what I tell them is, where do you want to be in the next 10 years? Yeah. Not where you want to be in the next 10 months. Yeah. So that's really what it comes down to. And I don't know if this is, we'll end with this. I don't know if this is good or bad, but a lot of the hit and run e-commerce businesses now are going to disappear. Absolutely. So the ones who keep their brand, uh, so the ones who keep their branding or the e-commerce businesses who keep their branding and who have a long-term approach are going to win. Um, all the, small drop shippers, the hit and run people, the hit and run e-commerce sites, the Shopify millionaires, you know, you yeah. see a lot of ads on Instagram about these guys flexing their bank accounts because yeah. they made $50,000 one, one month. Uh, I feel like all of those are going to disappear. Um, but another thing is I think most of those guys are already moving into TikTok, which is another conversation we'll have. But that's it for this week. We'll talk to you guys next week.